Hello to you and welcome to the Triple F Lady Podcast, where we'll be talking about how family finance and faith has an impact on us women and how to navigate the tree. My name is Mercy and I'll be co-anchoring with Dalakwa Sanusi Ola, who is a wife and a mother of three. A SEMA chartered accountant with over 17 years of experience and a God-fearing woman in ministry who has coached and mentored several ladies over the past 12 years. Good day to you. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Um, the past, I think, two weeks or so, I've been lacking, you know, some sleep. <laughs> but I literally, yeah, no, it's been so bad. Um, but I went to bed at 12 midnight um, last night. So I, because usually I'll be going to bed at 1, 2. Oh, wow. And then I'll be off at like 7. And I know some people might be doing the math and be thinking, that's sure, six hours, you're fine. It's not even six hours. Um, if I go to bed at like let's say to two, wake up at two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's fine. Yeah, hours. that's like six hours and something. Six that I'll be guessing because yeah. I wake up at like past seven or so. But that, that's my I, normal day, though. That's what? My no, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't function well with six hours sleep. Like no, during the week though, that's my normal sleeping pattern. And you're not tired. Well, I think I'm kind of used to it. Like, I know I can survive on five to six hours of sleep. And then I try and sleep longer at the weekend. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. That's like, what I normally would do. Yeah, like, I can survive, but I, I just don't like it. Like, like I'm tired and I don't like feeling, like, tired, tired. Like, it's all right if it's, like, like one day, but if it's, like, a repetitive thing, like, it just, no, it just starts to annoy me and like during the weekend I was thinking like on Saturday that I could sleep in but like I just woke up at half seven and I was so annoyed because I even went it to happens. bed late <laughs> so I was thinking okay sure if I go to bed late I'll wake up later mm-hmm. my body was like no half seven no more time you wake up at so yeah get off and I was like you're joking me but yeah <laughs> and because like I went out as well so I was even tired like I started yawning at like 3 p.m already in the day and I was just like is this life but yeah. So what's been keeping you up at night? So I'm just doing like a lot of research and just, you know, settling down and all um unpacking, all those kind of things. Oh, yeah, um, your current move and stuff. So yeah, I yeah. think that's that. And by the time I get home, because I finish work a bit later now. So and because I'm walking now as well. So that's like an extra like what 30 minutes before I get home. Oh, and that's good. Yeah, and me too. I don't go home straight away. I probably would go do some shopping. Of like, oh, I need to actually just stop shopping. <laughs> what are you buying? That's yeah. the thing. Like, I kind of need the things, but I can survive without the things if you get me. But yeah. I don't know. I need to do like a whole budget of like the things I've actually bought so far. Um, and see, because technically, like, and I kind of bulk buy in a way. Well, not bulky, but like, like I'm a single person. Like, I don't need to buy for two people or like a family if you get me but I like to buy like a backup and like a second backup of things <laughs> of certain <laughs> things I got that habit from my mom or well, I don't know it's probably like a general African like, I, I think we bought by as well 
yeah. Uh, food anyway, we bought by, and then I bought by. It's funny as well. I used to book buy clothes for the children. I mean, now <laughs> it's getting harder to book buy because they're growing at a very, fast very, rate. very fast yeah. rate. Like I bought um a pair of trainers for the twins. I think it's UK three point five, and it's exactly the size. I wanted to beat myself because I was like, no way, and that means they can't wait for like. They probably wait for three months, and yeah. then I um thankfully I took um Orofane to the shop to buy. She wanted this pair of filler trainers you know the the one the bulky ones that they wear oh, yeah, now the, and everything. yeah yeah, yeah uh-huh. and if i had gone on my own i would have bought a size four yeah but the size four was exactly a size so i ended up buying a size five just so that she can get a longer way out of it yeah okay that's good yeah yeah goodness okay so we have an interesting topic on you know child care and motherhood oh my but, god you know <laughs> This is going to be an interesting one. I know, right? Because I feel like a lot of women or a lot of mothers, basically, they can relate with this topic and how much of a struggle it is it when is it comes to, you know, childcare. But um, to break the topic down, so the topic is childcare for a working mother. The challenges, frustrations, no one warned us about, you know? Yep. Actually, <laughs> I don't think that comes with a memo. Oh, you know, for sure. And I think you hear people talk about the frustrations and how hard it is. And until you've actually experienced it, I don't think you can actually totally relate with it. Yes, yes. Because I think you just, like, you can give people, like, theoretical or, like, theoretical um, solutions to the problem. Like, oh, get a nanny, get a au pair. Who's going to pay for it? But it doesn't work that way. Oh, really? it's It's a lot more complex than that true easier right. said than done you it's, know? It's, it's, like there's a lot of other factors that you can't actually control yeah so you can have a nano you can get an opay your pay can up and leave like there's hmm. just like there's so much to it like it's not just as simple as that yeah and even the process of finding one like it's not a case where you oh, go to tesco and pick up tomato plum, like a plum of tomatoes from the shelf like these are your children you're talking about so exactly. you want someone you can trust Someone and, that has good values, all those kind exactly. Of and even after bringing them in or hiring them, you're still like, you're not totally relaxed because you're anxious. Like, okay, fine. Mm, true. Put, like, could have presented throughout the interview process. How is this person actually going to relate with the children when the person actually starts? True. Very yeah. true. Very true. Especially when you're not with your children, like in the house. Oh like, yeah. How are they going to relate with them as well? Yeah, and then obviously the difference between somebody that. Is working with children because they really love children and some of the people that are working with children because they think it's a quick buck for them to make so there's always mm. you know. true true very true so um i have a question for you here today and the question is what has been the most rewarding aspect of juggling child care with working <laughs> while having a career oh god hmm good question what has been the most rewarding aspect um, is there any even? There <laughs> is honest. actually because what really? I okay. is my children are a lot more independent. So okay. when you are obviously a working mother and your child doesn't have that twenty-four hour access to you, um, mm-hmm. they tend to build some kind of independence. That's, That's one. That's very true. Very um, true. And then for me as well, at least for me personally, it's also made me realize that the time I spend with them is actually precious so yeah. I'm always present in the moment 
Oh, that's so cute. Just because I know that okay, these are the times that I have to spend with them. With them yeah. They're a lot more precious to me. And yeah. you make it worthwhile. I, I make while it worthwhile. And I'm very intentional about parenting and I want to yeah. know what's going on with them and everything. So I'm a lot more in the presence, in the moment when I'm actually with them. Yeah. Because of that as well. Yes, for sure. So if you ask me what I do most to the world, and I think it would be the fact that I have um, independent children and also the fact that at like the time is quality over quantity and I actually mm. end up spending like a lot of quality time with them just because of that. Yeah, it's very true. Going back to what you said about your children being more, you know, um, independent. And I think that is so true because there's like a famous, like, I don't, I wouldn't say quote, there's like a famous thing that said that like, children that go to crash at like a younger age tend to you know develop faster um which is true because you know they're getting used to different people they're not just seeing mommy and daddy every day 24 7 so it's forcing them to relate better with different people um which i think you know helps their mind you know i don't know process better yeah. or something to build their social skills earlier in life yes. as well yes for sure and then there was something we said earlier about like going back to the frustrations. And I think, um, no offense or anything, but I think with the younger generation to our older audience that's listening in, but I think with the younger generation, I think they are a bit more enlightened in terms of, you know, how expensive childcare is. And, you know, we'll be hearing like our mothers and aunties telling us, have a child, have a child. When when are the children coming? But I don't know, like, I think for the older generation, it hasn't, they don't really deep, you know, the expenses associated, you know, childcare um, and all that. What do you think? I I think it's more, they don't think that the expenses should be a barrier to you having children. Now, there's different reasons why they, I mean, um people would say have your children have your child have a child uh, obviously there's this whole and um, thinking around for women it's always easier to have your child earlier than to have it later just oh, yes, because of, course. of yeah. um your the body the, your body yeah. and um the younger you are the in these ages for you to snap back the younger you are um i suppose pregnancy can be hard on the body yeah. and, and it's just the fact that it's all oh, if you're younger your body is able to take it then when you get older because as you get older obviously your body i mean has gone through a lot more it's wearing out person. Like, yeah age, all yeah. of that um and that's why they can't okay, just have your children just have your children just have your children mm-hmm. um costs i think in their head it shouldn't be a barrier yeah um, and then if you look at so depending on the environment that you find yourself they always believe that there are ways around there are different ways around childcare. That you can okay. kind of get, I mean, you can, that you can, but, but things are not as simple as they make it out to be, Definitely. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I remember I have a girl and I also have twins. And I remember um, in church, people used to joke with me. So when you have twins, you have to have another child after twins. Um, Why? And I used to go like, <laughs> okay. Um, and I used to say to them that like none of you has ever ever babysat any of my children for me. Do you understand? Oh. <laughs> like, as in ever since I've had them, you've never babysat my children. Why would yeah. I have another one just because um you said so? And I used to joke around that and say, oh, three children is already as expensive expensive as it gets. That, yeah. As in, ah, 
that's so everybody should even and I used to laugh. I was like, don't worry, the child that was supposed to come after the twins has already come before the twins. Like, and that's what like and they will all laugh and everything. But yeah, childcare <laughs> is expensive and I mean to be honest, like I always say to everybody, just do you. Like you For should sure. know what you can handle. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to child and um, having children as well, like I always say to people that money is is not even about the money, it's about how much emotional capacity, how much mental capacity, how much psychological capacity, how much physical capacity you have to take care of another human being. Literally. I have yeah. three of them. The three of them are different. And I have twins. And people say my twins are identical, but they're very different personality-wise. They oh, have very different, different needs emotionally. They have yeah. different needs psychologically. They have mm-hmm. different needs physically. So you can imagine I have to split myself across three different people because I have to be able to attend to them into their individual needs basically yeah yeah definitely and like you know of recent I've actually been deep in how you know women you know we have children and we're literally we've just brought like an, an actual human being into this world and you know it's a huge responsibility to actually bring up a person it, it, that is what you know the fathers and mothers are doing yeah you're responsible for another human being believe me literally and yeah don't get me started (laughs) and I don't think people actually realize the the commitment the the hard work and that it takes like you were just mentioning there like you have three children and you have to cater for them with you know the different needs they have you know um emotional needs psychological needs and all that like but I don't think people actually cater to some of those needs I know like you know we're in a generation where we're trying to be better and we're trying to you know not make the same mistakes that our parents would have made but um it just really got me thinking as to like it's not just about you know having a child and that's it and feeding them and that's it or clothing them and putting them through you know good like a good school education there's a lot more and there's a lot more required there's a lot more and the funny thing about life is I mean I suppose I don't know if it's the good news or the bad news that there's no perfect parent. So you're never oh, going to yeah, get it. Oh, you're never even going to get it perfectly right. Yeah. That makes sense. So just imagine that already. You already know that I can never get it perfectly right. Yeah. That is already a pressure on its own. And then making sure, trying to make sure that you actually do right by them to make sure that you don't damage them. Like you're not even the person yeah. that's responsible for damaging them. Like yeah. basically, like that's enough pressure on its own. So why bring in to this world too many children? Mm-hmm. It's but definitely I agree. Like, um, one thing that I'm particular about is you know I I don't like when I come across. Actually, I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> Let's not go there. But okay, so I was in the shop today, and um, I came. I was just walking, you know, and there was the mother and his son behind me, and the boy goes oh my favorite color is black and yellow I think he said and then he was like only because that's the color of dark blood mm. I was like eh mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, no. I paused and then I, I kept thinking about it and then I looked back and I just looked I was like I wanted to see what the mother's reaction would be you know and she was just like yeah yeah okay okay and I was like huh I was like, your your son just said he likes this color because that's the color of dark blood. What is association with with dark blood, please? I was I was just so no, that means that, like he watches um, what's the name of these things called now? 
Uh, or is there something trending? No, no, no. That means he's into um. Oh God, what they call action it? Action movies. Or... No, he's into Star Wars. What's that? Is he probably into Star Wars? Or oh, Star into, Wars. Oh, yeah, or he's into Harry Potter. So in is Harry Star Potter, Wars about dark blood. It's... There's there's a dark lord in Star Wars, I think, and I think there's a dark lord in um in Harry no, Potter. No, no, he no. said dark blood. Dark blood. Okay, I don't know. I've never heard of dark blood. I'm sure it's probably something. No, as a, you know, your blood, as in the color, when yeah. it's like dark. <laughs> that's okay. what he said. That, okay. That's why he likes those two colors because when you mix them, like, the... that's another thing. Like whatever your children watch as well, like whatever they feed oh, their minds as well. Time. Yeah, like it kind of affects. And that's another thing when it comes to childcare as well. So when yeah. choosing childcare for your children, like so, let's say you're using a nanny or an au pair. You yeah. have to be able to co- have some kind of control over what the nanny or the au pair actually exposes your children to. Oh, definitely, yes. Because so, I remember when I had an au pair and the boys were much younger, um, I used to tell her that when they're asleep, she could watch whatever she wants. But when they were yeah. awake, these were only the channels that could be played for. Yeah. So it had to be channels that were educational to stimulate their brains, Um to stimulate their brains or nursery rhymes Definitely. and everything yeah. so, and i told her that but when they're asleep she was free to watch whatever she wanted to watch yes because no, that's, fair. that's, that's understandable. So when you're not with them as well there's that whole thing about what's the nanny feeding their mind or what's mm-hmm. the, i mean with a crutch if you go to like a, a normal like a like a professional crutch they have yeah. like a i mean there's a curriculum that they go through for all classes so they do yeah. sound play they do water play they do everything that helps to stimulate the children um, mm-hmm. that helps each um developer milestones that children are supposed to hit. But obviously, yeah. the crutch is a lot more expensive. So, for example, mm-hmm. I remember when I had the boys in crutch, um, after the au pair, so I put the boys in crutch. Yeah. We used to pay about a thousand nine hundred euro for both of them to be in crutch every month. Wow. <laughs> that's like and, two, that's two k. Yes, apart from my third child. Who also we had to pay for after school because she was in school and they wow. were wow well, that's a lot that's a lot yeah see this is why childcare is a frustration exactly so imagine my childcare alone in a month is up to three thousand euro and I had to what? like yeah basically pay for that now when they got into when the boys got into school um then we decided okay maybe we should get an au pair the problem yeah. with the au pair is we went through many different au pairs just because obviously I have to win boys Mm-hmm. And obviously, two boys at that age was kind of difficult as well for people to deal with. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I remember there was a time we had an au pair that was, she was starting on the day. Mm-hmm. And we dropped them in school. And the day she was starting, literally, the first thing she was meant to do for us was to show up and pick the boys in school. And she never yeah. showed up. What? Yeah. And this was before she started. So she yeah, hadn't was, even. Yes, exactly. And they called so me. So what was her reason for not like, attending? She never picked up a phone call after that. Wow. And my husband had to like take the whole week out of work just to make, before we could get another au pair in. Wow. Then I had an au pair who went to pick them in school and they forgot their bag on the on the train. Really? Yes. We had an au pair who, the boys, one of the boys who showed up in school was wearing left leg, right leg. Oh. And she, like, so... <laughs> But is so I just felt okay, fine. I've had enough. I, yeah, like it's so and literally like so that's when people say have children can get a nanny, can get a pair. It's not as simple. It's not that, that simple. So many other things. Like I have to keep bringing them in the morning. So I did in school now. I would drop them in school. Then once it's time to pick them up, where are you? Are you at the school gate? Once they're home, okay, they're home. Um, are they eating? Um, 
can you um because remember one time i used to trust um my au pair to wash the water bottle and then we found out that she wasn't washing the water bottle like there's just so oh, many things really? so you have to be, like yeah you have to be on top of it but like, like so just, that's like, so bad because if you have a job you have a job description like for you for example in your workplace they, they, like they're not going to be chasing you have you done this have you done that like you're going really? to get fired so what are they expecting? That makes sense as to why you said some people just do it simply for it's the money. Simply for the money. So you as a parent, it's your responsibility to make sure that your au pair and your nanny is actually doing what is expected of them. Wow. Regardless, because at the end of the day, they're your children. Yes, they're your responsibility. That's very true. Yeah. And like very even very like true. if you put them in a um in a professional crutch, they would give you a report at the end of the day. What like they give you like a, a daily report of what goes on. Yeah. They record it and they actually say it to you. Of like how your child was behaving. How your child was or... behaving, what he ate at such a time. Like oh, if wow. the baby was still in nappy, they said, okay, we change the nappy at this. Nappy and they at do that for every child. For every single child. And that's why they would only take on a minimum of, a maximum of a number of children in a room. Okay. That's why even like when you go into like a lot of schools or a lot of um, the scratches, there's a limited number of children that they can have in each room and the number of staff that has to be in that room. Because the government requires them to do all of that recording. Yeah. Wow. So, and that's why I'm putting them in a professional crutch is always the safest place for them to be. But it's True. the most expensive, it's always the most expensive route to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's regulated and they have all these requirements that they have to meet. Yeah. Okay, so what are some things you wish you knew earlier? To be honest, I for me, because we didn't have our first child early enough, like we had our first child five years after marriage. Okay. I kind of knew that childcare was kind of expensive, right? Yeah. But what I wasn't prepared for was how hard it can be to find the right nanny or the right au pair and mm. how um people some people do it just for the money and not because they really love children. Yeah. And how even though you think you found someone that as accepted to be a child's nanny or pair, that you still really have to be on top of it. Yeah, definitely. So you're coming back from work and you're tired and you're thinking, okay, fine, my children have been home all day. I said, I don't have to worry about some things. No, that's a lie. You have to worry. So that's sometimes they even saying to yourself, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, but having said that, you do find some good ones, yeah, right? Sure, Who course, are like, yeah. really, like on top of it and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I've had, like, I've had some very good ones. And the the boys have um a nanny who um who has probably had them for the last two years, going on third year, and she's really good with them. Okay. Yeah, That's so once good. you find that good one, and what I always say to parents is once you find that good one that is really good with them, then um you need to be able to like stick with it oh, and yeah. also make sure that that person is happy as well. Mm, true, true. So they won't have like an incentive to leave. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So your children, like the youngest, would be eight. Yeah, the twins are eight. Yeah, the twins. Oh, I got it right! Yay, Goldie! <laughs> <laughs> so the youngest, they're eight. So you know, you've obviously brought them up from when they were zero months <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. eight years old. <laughs> yes, Messi. <laughs> so, like, tell us: do things actually get easier, or is it like <laughs> a new level, new devil kind of a thing? I think it's or... a new level, new devil, new challenges. No, stop! You're no, breaking no. my heart. <laughs> no, no, no. But the only thing is of that dependency, but then mm. that needs to be a parent. Yeah. 
So, for instance, test 10. I mean, she's yeah. independent. You still can't live at home on her own. Um, yeah. Which is very independent, um, kind of. So like, she can dress for herself. She can or, pick her own the, outfits and all those kinds of things. Even the They, yeah. would, they can microwave their food themselves. They can toast bread themselves. They can themselves. And all of that. Um, so they can clean up their room themselves to a certain degree. So they're getting older. It's just that yeah. as children get older, their hormones change. Mm. And changes. The things that they're exposed to changes. Yeah. Then you need to start controlling whose voice is louder in their head. Um, my daughter is at that pre-poverty stage. We're beginning to talk about body changes and all of that so it's just like different levels different challenges yeah and definitely. different ways for you to basically deal with it mm-hmm. yes for sure and I think also as they get older you need to be very like conscious and intentional okay. with how you you know you relate with your children yeah. because when they're like six months whatever like under one like they're not really going to remember or oh, how mommy treated me or how daddy treated me. But it's when, you know, they can form their own opinion that you need to be, you know, just careful of how, you know, you're relating with your child. So they don't get like a bad um perception of their parents as well, I think. Yeah, because and that's why I say different level different levels, different challenges. Um, your relationship with them as well goes through different changes in terms of how you relate to them as well. As oh, they... yes, definitely. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, um, what is different now for new moms versus when you started this journey 10 years ago? So, we know your eldest is 10 years old. So, um, and we do know, you, you know, you're exposed to new moms around you. So, what do you think the differences are that you've both faced? I think it's the same issues when it comes to childcare because the okay. system doesn't change. Mm-hmm. So, until age four, I think, or age five, depending on when they were born. Um, yeah. Government um, allows you to, I think they give you 15 hours free for age three and age four yeah. um, within the crutches. Um, when I had my daughter, they weren't given the 15 hours free for age three. I think it was just a certain age. And then we paid to extend it because we were both working parents anyway. So yeah. because the school system and all of that doesn't really change, is it's really the same challenges that mm-hmm. you go through as a working mom. Where do I put my child who takes care of my child while I'm away at work? Yeah. Who's the best person to take care of my child? If both parents are working, um, if you have the child in a traditional crutch, they close at 6.30. So one of you has to be able to get off work to pick the child by 6.30. Wow. Um. With crutches, they take children. Some crutches will take a child as early as seven. Some will take a child at seven thirty. So yeah. how does that work? So if I drop my child at seven thirty, is that enough time for me to get to work at nine? Yeah. Obviously, have the children going to school. Um, my daughter's school takes her at eight, which is fine. But the boys, they won't take them until like eight fifty. So that means you need somebody else to. So what we do with the boys is we drop them off at their nannies in the morning, and she drops them out at school and picks them back. So it okay. kind of. Changes depending on circumstances and depending on what schools the children are going to, depending on their age. And I yeah. don't think that ever changes. Um, in the beginning, when I had my daughter and my 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 boys as well, I my mom, their grandma, was in the house, so she kind of babysat. Oh, that's so handy. That's so helpful. That comes in handy as well. Um, so 
it's looking at your own situation and working yeah. out what works for you or making plans as to okay if we're both working um then we would need to find somebody to take care of the children it's planning ahead as well so mm-hmm. if you're saying, okay i'm going back to work when my child is six months old or eight months old you ideally should start looking for someone so let's say you're going back to work when the child is six months old ideally start looking for someone when the child is like five months oh, so yeah. have yeah. a the person that's going to be taking care of the child mm-hmm. like proper handover and you can actually see if this person is actually going to be really good with your child yes yeah yeah for sure. i mean if you go to the um professional crutches there's something called um a settling in period where they'll tell you to bring the child in to see if the child would actually settle oh, okay yeah so and it's something that people should learn to do at home as well if you're bringing a nanny you're bringing an au pair oh that's a good one yeah yeah, so I mean, it's getting someone to come into house even a month before. It's gonna cost you that one month, but I'd rather say you pay that money because that's Cause, that that's for children. Exactly, you know, have that peace of mind when you go back, like, like when you go back to work. Yeah, there's all that planning ahead and doing your research. What is gonna work best for you and your family, or what are you most comfortable with? So we've mm-hmm. had live pair, we've had live out of pair. I think I've done the whole nine yards to be honest. Well, how many have you gone through, if you don't mind sharing? For au pairs, how many did we go through? So we had a living au pair initially, and mm-hmm. actually good. But then a grandma fell sick in Brazil, and she had to leave, so she went back to Brazil. Uh, yeah. And, like, she, she was actually very stable. It was after she left that we now went through a series of... <laughs> and then we found one... Um, who stayed a while and she couldn't cope with the boys. The boys were so much stress for her. So she yeah. then we found after her, I think there was another person and she was actually really, really good. And then she was moving to Amsterdam as well to continue mm. yeah, taking a year out of school. Oh, and okay. There was the one that didn't show up. Um, the one that we had um that did a few months and then i remember in 2017 we went to american holiday and before we came and we actually paid her for holiday and then she oh. didn't up when we came back she said she found a job wow. and everything was just so much so i think we've been and um so that would bring me up to about 2018 or 2019 but the current nanny has actually been looking after them since 2018 2019 so like yeah yeah wow that's a few <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's, I mean, it, it can be very, like, my daughter probably never had that problem because she, a grandma took care of her, and after a grandma took care of her, she went straight into crutch. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so she was lucky. But with the boys, the grandma took care of them. Then they went, then I had an au pair yeah. um, who was really good with them, and then they went into crutch, and then I was out of work for a while. Yeah. But I took them out of crutch, and I think it was at that point when I was going back to work, that we started having issues yeah because yeah. i didn't i was looking for a job for a while and then i got a job like very quickly and it was yeah. then yeah okay okay so um are there any innovative ways workplaces can help with child care like i know some companies they have like a crash in their like a yes. room dedicated for like a crash or something i think workplace um, have that in the past and i'm not sure how many of them still do that and i so actually, it was the thing of the past and they didn't think the future needed it like, i don't know i think it was a thing of the past and i don't think a lot of horrible and i think in but i actually think it's common practice in america that a lot of workplaces actually have like in-house child care yes 
that makes sense. But in Europe, well, in Ireland, I don't think it doesn't seem like it's common practice. I can't think of any workplace that actually has childcare. There in... was a company across from mine, and um, now I don't like it was the odd times that they would have like a room and you could bring your children in. Like I could see them from like my desk, mm. and but they weren't like babies. It was probably children from like um maybe five or so and I think it was maybe when they had like two weeks break or something um, mm-hmm. they would you know I wouldn't even mind that because with my children now say with Urofe she's in school yeah. so about half six which is fine but during the holidays it's an issue yeah so for somebody to look after so I wouldn't actually mind that and I think when I used to work in Bank of Ireland somebody had mentioned that Bank of Ireland in the past used to have a crutch but they didn't oh. have it when I joined them so I think for me that is something that um employers can really look into but now obviously with covid and a lot of people working from home and i'm not sure how many people are really going to go back to work like depending on what sector yeah full-time at least what sector you look you you actually work in obviously if you work in the medical field you definitely i mean you never even really work from home during covid but for people like us um with working from home Mm -hmm. i think it might become a lot more flexible when it also comes to your to your child care maybe yeah. i don't know but i think that whole thing about i mean employers um having a crutch i mean my children are getting older um to be honest and um, we're facing schools that have six so they have an after school so that works perfectly for us oh, um, the boys nice. now we have somebody that is a lot more stable she's been with them for like two or three years yeah um, my prayer is that hmm, let's see how far at least <laughs> at least until they <laughs> He can push until he get into like secondary school when he doesn't come and anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's me being selfish, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm actually so shocked as to how, because I would have thought, you know, things should be more advanced, you know, as, you know, the years go on, go by. So I'm shocked to hear that in Ireland, they used to do, you know, in-house crash and then they stop. That's so there's a lot of regulations when it comes to running a crash to be honest okay i think it becomes an issue when let's say you work in a bank yeah um thinking of children is at their core Mm -hmm. so obviously for them to now start if the crutch is by them for them they become responsible to making sure that those regulations are adhered to i think it just becomes a whole lot of pain but what i think can be done is if individual private organizations that run crutches decide to begin to set up crutches within organizations. Mm, okay, that's so a good that idea. Could work. For sure, yeah. And there you know, that's not putting them out of business as yeah. well. There were two women in the UK that set up some kind of crutch, um, some kind of startup for um childcare along that line. I was yeah. reading about them, I think it was last year. Actually, I would actually Google them when we get off um, and see what they've done and how they're going about it. But it would be something that would be interesting to see people do. Definitely. I think so, too. Um, just on the cost of childcare, I think so many families would have saved a fortune during this pandemic because, you know, they're staying at home with their child. Um, they're saving like what three thousand or so one thousand something. It month. depends on people that are working from home. A lot of people that are working from home still have their children in crutch because it's hard to work at home and have the children at home as well. Oh really? Okay. Yes, especially depending on the age of the child. 
True, true. Like I've still kept the boys on their own social, still drops them, picks them from school. Um, just because if you still have to deliver on a full day's worth of work, them being your head as well doesn't really um doesn't really help like my daughter we took out of after school and then the last two weeks or so we put her back in after school because my husband had been having meetings that go until 5 p.m so he can't actually go and pick her when she finishes at half three so it just depends on everyone's situation like work employers are not that flexible to say oh i need to pick up my child from school if you have a meeting at that particular point in time you still need to attend that meeting yeah yeah so yeah but i think people have kind of worked around it um like maybe during the time that we had homeschool because everybody was at home. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, maybe people did save on childcare at that point in time because the crutches were not actually open. Yeah. But once the crutches were open, I think a lot more parents just wanted to put the children back in there just because obviously the it's difficult to work. Oh, yeah, it's difficult to work with children at home. You have to cater to their needs. They're yeah. constant, the ones in my house are constant bickering and fighting as well. <laughs> very true. Very true. Wow. Well, I have learned so much from this topic. I don't know. I'm kind of scared, but you know, God is ah, no, no, no. You figure it out when you get there. Like it's not as it's not all like um, doom and gloom. Like we've had, like I said, the nanny that um takes care of the boys. We've had her for like almost three years. Yeah. Uh, with Oro Fair, she's in school from like eight till half six because they have after school. They have a very good after school program. So like you would find what works for you. Yeah. It might cost you a lot more money, and that's where planning comes into it. So mm-hmm. I think for like young mothers or young couples before they have children, sitting down to say, okay, what do we think is going to work for our family? Yeah. And then having a plan, both a financial plan and doing the research as well. That works. And don't wait on it until it's upon you before you start doing your research and before you start planning. I know yeah. that there's some people that would say, okay, I'll take the first three years out of my, um, to the children at a certain age until they get into school at age four before I go back to work. Obviously, yeah. you have to also count the cost of the impact of that on your career as well. But Definitely. it's pl- having those conversations and planning ahead and putting a plan in place. Um, it's one thing that a lot of people can actually do, if that makes sense. I mean, that doesn't mean that there won't be bumps along the road. It just means that at least you are prepared. And mm-hmm. if anything happens that is out of your control, then you just have to deal with it as it comes, really. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you so I mean, much. even when you have them in the right places, there'll be days I've been called one time, or oh, um, one of the twins fell down on the playground and they had to take oh, him no. to the hospital for stitches. So I had wow. to leave work. Like things like that would happen as well. Or some, one of the children falls really, really sick and it's, they call you to come and pick up the child. You have to be able to leave work and go and pick up the child. So there yeah. are going to be emergencies like that that are also going to happen. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for these tips. <laughs> I'll be playing this podcast again when the time comes, you know? <laughs> no, just, just call me at that point in time. <laughs> oh, goodness. Thanks for staying to the end. And we hope this episode of the Triple F Lady Podcast was a blessing to you. Much love from Mercy and Dolakbo.